We here at Racket Rock would like to thank our patrons. Severick. Michael Hopkins. Yodlitz. Brownie Davis. Dead Gunner. Michael Drescher. James Burns. Michael Davis. Stephen Vest. Steve Araiza. Carl Black. And William Wilson. Thanks, everyone. It is. Hi, Craig. Uh, And hi, everyone. This is a Ragnarok test play. Uh, This is another play test. I'm Alex. This is my game, Long Shots, about being on Mars. Uh, I'm play testing it. I made a few changes. We got uh, some mechanics we're going to test out. And I have four lovely assistants here who are going to help me in that. Uh, So why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Starting with the top of my sheets, which is Steve. Hi, I'm Steve. I am playing Dr. Sahir Sasay from Sierra Leone. I am a climatologist. All right. Next up is our other esteemed guest. That's Feb. Yeah, that's you. Feb is muted. Did he drop out of the 21st century again? Is he back (laughs) to the Dark Ages? Says he's muted. I don't know. All right. Well, we go to the next esteemed guest, which is Paul. Hello, I'm Paul, and I'm playing Jim, the commander from the USA of this mission. All right, and I Hello. guess I guess I'll round things out. Hi, everyone. I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm going to be playing Doctor Jacques Lumet. Uh, he is the engineer of this mission, and he's from Guinea. Uh, yes, we did. Feb, uh, Feb fell back into the late 19th century, so hopefully he will be rejoining us in a bit. Uh, you know what? I can't pause the recording. Uh, you know what? I'm going to... Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. Uh, you know what? I'm going to disinvite Craig for now while we wait for uh, Feb to get back. And then, uh, we, could you stitch them together, Ryan? Yeah. All right. So. God damn it, Alex, making me hit Control C and Control V. All right. Our bear friend is back. All right. So we have, we have a Feb again. He is inside his, his space pod. Uh, and we are ready to go. So, uh, we're just going to go down the list uh, as for turn order. I just think that'll be easy. So, Steve, you are up first if you would like to draw a card. All right. And now we wait for Sidekick. <sighs> One of these days, Sidekick is just going to work. Do your job, sidekick. Come on. Do it again. Sometimes sometimes a new one will kick the old one loose. Now you're going to deal two. It's going to ruin the deck. You just drew two cards. Oh, crap. Well, that's my (laughs) next card. The next time I go, that'll be my card. (laughs) It's fine. You're drawing 16 cards, and there's 52 of them. As long as one of those isn't a two. All right, so the other option is I just take yeah. out a deck of cards and draw them and tell you what you guys get. Yeah, just uh, do that. Yeah, for time constraints. Probably better. Yeah. All right, so 
Jokers. And what dice do we need to roll? A d6, you said? D6, yeah. Just grab two d6, because uh, okay. you might need to roll two. Or just roll one d6 twice. All right. Give these a little shuffle. Okay. First up is a five of clubs. Uh, five, of course, that's the one that's... So it's environmental. So this is for the climatologist. Hey, I'm the climatologist. So I get to roll oh, two, right? Uh, yes. So I should also explain for our listeners the way uh, the premise of the game is that our players here are the first crew to ever land on Mars. They're exploring and they're doing science uh, and they're going to have to role play scenes as, as problems arise. Uh, and this is one of those problems. So a dust storm damages the habitat. If it's not repaired, it run out of air. How do you fix it? What complicates the job? And if you succeed, you get plus one survival. Okay. So is this time we're doing the we're doing the roll first and then role play. Oh no, we're doing role play, roll, role play. Okay. So you know, in case you didn't get oh now now it draws the cards. So I'm going to go into the rolls chat and I will paste what came up in case you guys didn't hear it. So, a dust storm damages the habitat. If it's not repaired, you can run out of air. How do you fix it? What complicates the job? So, it's on you guys now. Alright. So, do we just throw stuff out there? Yeah. Yeah, so just just roleplay that scene. There's a dust storm that damages the habitat. All right. Well, as the commander, I know that we have supplies on hand just in case of such an instance, and I'll uh, direct the engineer uh, to help me uh, go ahead and do some repairs. All right. Uh, so, so Doctor Lumet uh, nods uh, and is is quickly um, tossing on his tossing on his spacesuit uh, to go EVA. Um, he reaches over and and clicks off the alarm, uh, which has been sounding a steady klaxon, uh, notifying the crew of a, of a micro-puncture somewhere. Um, Dr. Lumet looks, looks at the commander and says, uh, the, uh, the computer seems to indicate that the uh, puncture was somewhere in the uh, southeast quadrant. All right. And uh, I'll uh, let's see. I, I can't. I'm sorry for this. Isn't really interesting to listen to, but I can't seem to find where the uh, link was with all the names and who's playing what. Oh, if you could tag okay. me in that spot, Alex, so I can go look at that. Yep. There you go. Oh, there we go. That worked. Cool. All right. Um, it's loading. There we are. Yay. Um, so uh, all right. So doc- So Jacques. Uh, We'll go. We'll uh, get uh, Adam, Doctor Sar. Uh, just help us bring these materials over to the southeast quadrant. Uh, yeah, Adam definitely does that. Sahar isn't there. He's nowhere to be found. All right. Oh. All right. So we go over to the southeast quadrant, and uh, Jacques and I start uh, working on the the repairs. As you get there, Sahar just comes wandering up out of the Martian. Terrain with his spacesuit on. 
Hey guys, what's going on? It's <laughs> catching some rays. No better time to to really like, you know, feel the the Martianness of this place than during a during a nice little windstorm. Oh well, I I was going to ask you if it was safe to go out, but I suppose no, totally not. <laughs> Extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous. But hey, got it. That's what you do when you're a climatologist. Put yourself in danger. Yep, for the climate. Are, are you are you like Bill Paxton in that in that film Twister? You know, there was that time when the climate put us all in danger on Earth. And after that, us climatologists banded together and we made a pact that from now on we would put ourselves in danger for the climate. We decided to fight back. <laughs> and that's why I'm here, guys. Oh, well, that's that's fascinating. We we banded together and we made a pact because we've got a hole in our in our habitat that needs to be repaired. Oh, that sucks. That'll definitely kill all of you eventually. <laughs> Climbing on Mars is not something to fuck around with. Okay, well, let's start fixing that. <laughs> all right. So uh, probably should roll. So everyone roll 1d6. Uh, and Steve, you roll 2d6 to take the higher. I got a four. I got a six. And waiting on Dice Bot again. Uh, if oh. someone wants to roll for me, that would be fine. I'm in my car, so... Right. Uh, I don't have Dice in front of me. I, I, I got, got, you. I got, so you. got a five. Okay, and I'll roll for Paul. Alright, so as long as Paul doesn't roll a zero, you succeed. Paul rolled a one. Well, that's so... Between all of you, that's 16. Uh, so that is a success. So... You gain a point of survival, which I will put on the sheet, plus one. And uh, so, roleplay how you succeed. All right. So, how's it, how's it going there? Uh, how's it going there, Jacques? Everything working out? Uh, everything's working out very good, Commander. Um, you, if, if you just stand aside... Um, Jacques, Jacques has like uh, a giant sheet of plastic and a roll of duct tape, and he is just you know uh, making a making an enormous patch uh, in the in the side of the habitat. Um, I, I think the I think the air is coming in uh, or leaking out rather uh, from from this area over here. Uh, I need I need to secure this patch in place. Anything else I put I can my do? finger on it while he goes around. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I, I uh, look at it. Okay, this this should this should hold for now. But uh, we we should definitely uh, reinforce the skin somehow. I, I don't think this could. Uh, I don't think it'll hold up to a, to another storm of this magnitude. Uh, Doctor Sasse is is. Are these types of storms frequent on Mars? Oh, yes. Very. Almost constant. <laughs> it's a very unforgiving planet. So, is that a bad thing for the patch? On In the long term, yes. But 
as I said, we we should once once the storm subsides before the next one hits, we should reconsider. We could we should consider uh, reinforcing the rest of the of the external skin. Oh well, I took some readings on that. We should have about six hours before another windstorm comes along, so you should have plenty of time. Good luck. <laughs> and Doctor Sasei wanders back off into the Martian wastelands. Do- right. Doctor Doctor Lumet stares at the at the roll of duct tape in his hands, just doing some quick calculations to see if he has enough duct tape. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's the end of the scene. Uh, so, like I said, you got a point of survival. So you guys are on your way to not dying. Uh, and so next up is Feb. What do we got? A seven of spades. Uh, seven of spades is mechanical. This is for the engineer. Someone tried to use equipment they weren't trained for, and it damaged a vital system. What was damaged? What went wrong? And how how can you fix it? And if you succeed, you get plus one survival. Can you paste that? I mean, I think I, it was definitely me. <laughs> what went wrong? How can you fix it? Okay. Uh, I think I probably tried to use the comms tower to get a reading on the uh, something about the magnetosphere of the planet, probably. And I uh, probably, like, yeah, I screwed it up real bad. Uh, so... Uh, this is Dr. Sasei, uh, calling, uh, Dr. Lumet. Hey, I'm, I'm out here by the, uh, comms tower, man. Uh, things aren't looking so hot. It's kind of smoking. Smoking. Yeah, I like, I inverted the polarity trying to get some readings on the, the magnetosphere and they, it was looking real, real hot for a minute. Like hot, like, like red, like. Well, more like an orange or yellow. Oh, oh my goodness! Uh, please uh, look, look at the look at the reading the uh, the 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 power converter. Uh, what what is it? What is it reading? Is it in the red? Uh, yeah, it's more like a black. Oh, that's that's very no. Bad. That is a red. It's still a red, reddish reddish black. <laughs> We're not into the black bar yet. That's good. Uh, we do. We still have a. We still have a, a few minutes before we lose all communications with Earth. I, I will be right there. Is it? Is it red, or is that just a reflection from the soil? Maybe it is black. <laughs> so should we roll? Uh, yeah, if you want. If that. If that's the whole scene, sure. Uh, so Ryan gets advanced two d six, and this one takes the highest. I rolled two for myself and three for Feb. I rolled a three for myself and a three for Paul. All right, so that was six. Uh, I I missed the... Uh, Eleven total. Six and five from me. All right, so that that is a failure then. Uh, So you do not earn a point of survival. Uh, And so what, what goes wrong? What happens? Um... Oh, wait, um... Isn't 16 pass? No, we yeah. got 11, though. Oh, 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 oh. Gotcha. If you want to just grab a regular D6, Paul, it seems like the dice spot isn't working. Yeah, let me... 
Five? Uh, I still don't think that's enough. That would, that would bring us up to 13. 13, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Meh. Oh, well. Meh. <clears throat> All right, um, shit happens. So, uh, I, I, I think maybe, like, what I did was I took that cord and put it over there. Maybe if you took, took it back, would that work? Uh, well, it, it would have, uh, if you had pulled it out immediately, but the entire circuit is melted. I'm, I'm going to need to replace this entire board. <sighs> oh, well. take the higher number, I Ryan? suppose it'll do us all good. Have a few weeks when we don't have to be... Oh. Yes, I did. Okay. Sorry. I rolled a two and a three. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I look over at uh, Adam from Uzbekistan because he doesn't have yeah. a last name, and I say, I mean, it, it's probably a good thing, and like you know, have comms down for a little while. With like, this will be a little bit more peaceful. We don't have to hear all that like ten minute delayed announcements from Earth, right? Adam just stares at you. And he's like, I will miss my son's birthday now. <laughs> uh, I mean, what birthday? I mean, you were gonna miss it anyway, right? I was looking forward to message. Uh, well, I I mean, yeah, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, don't don't worry, Adam. I had your birthday message to your son loaded in the queue. Uh, it looks like it got sixty percent of the way transmitted before it decompiled into static and garbage. <laughs> So it says, happy birthday to you, and then all of a sudden, (laughs) (laughs) and not being able to contact that, are you okay? (laughs) Just the birthday message you want to get from your father on Mars. (laughs) he He was giving the message out at the time that it got scrambled, like live. And then he just heard someone in the background like, oh, shit, something broke. <laughs> and then the message just cuts out. <laughs> so your son's watching it on Earth, and Dad turns around and goes, wait, what was that? And then it just cuts out. Not yeah. terrifying at all. <laughs> just hear Adam go, uh-oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing. His dad's a psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next active player is Paul. So we draw ah, another black, all black cards. Uh, a six of clubs, which is back to environmental. Six of clubs. Uh, the site of your habitat is less stable than it appeared in surveys. What's wrong with the area? How does the crew shore up the habitat so it will last the duration of the mission? This is a plus one survival. There's the, uh, there's the question. I'm going to say that uh, the the site that we picked seemed stable, but uh, the dust storms have been wearing away at it, and it was not as stable, so it's kind of leaning to one side. Okay. And uh, what we're going to do, so, all right, so, uh, Dr. Saar, is there uh, anything you can suggest for the more likely... Direction storms are going to be coming in, so we know which way to shore up this uh, habitat to prevent uh, more damage to the to the foundation. 
Well, yeah, man. I mean, I think we could have, like, ideally, if we if we thought that this was, like, a priority, we would have put the base somewhere with, like, a large formation to the uh, southeast of it to blow up the winds. Uh, we, we decided not to do that as climatologists because that just wouldn't give us much information about how the climate would affect a base like this, right? We wanted, we wanted to see how, how the climate would, would, would really like undermine our efforts to survive out here. And that, that wasn't possible if we'd done something like that. So we're honestly, we're in the possibly the worst position to deal with these kind of storms. Huh? Really? Uh, gotta Dr. Get Jacques. That data, man. <laughs> uh, Dr. Jacques, is there uh Anything in our supplies that you can see that we could be able to use to throw together a makeshift retaining wall to kind of block some of this uh, windstorms? Well, uh, funny, funny you should say, uh, but we have uh, recently come into a uh, large amount of scrap in the form of a now defunct communications array. <laughs> well, all right then, let's get to work on uh, plans to be able to shore up that side and. Uh, Prevent further damage. Oh, All right, man, so I make mean, your rolls. But what about the data? That's so brilliant. <laughs> I rolled a five on both of my dice, uh, and then I'll roll for Seb. A three. So eight. I also got a three. Eleven. Uh, I got a four. So oh, Fifteen oh. again. Wait. What do we have to hit? 16. Damn. 16, yeah. Just shy. Uh, Alright, so it doesn't work. What What happened? So it's uh, starting to uh, lean a little bit more. It's kind of uneven now. And uh, further damage, it might start sliding off in the way that it's uh, leaning towards. Or there might be a fissure in the foundation causing a crack in the foundation. So cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah, man, we kind of set this base up right on the edge of a uh, some quicksand to our southwest, so it's probably not going to be very easy to to build any kind of retaining or blocking wall. Um, yeah, we really hadn't thought about sur- like you know surviving while doing this data gathering. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as commander. Uh, so uh, uh, we're going to have the uh, psychologist, uh, Adam, if you could uh, uh-huh. do a rundown on Dr. Saar, please. <laughs> he, he is cracking under pressure. <laughs> space madness. He is little baby man, not strong enough for this mission. It'll be Martian madness. <laughs> Doctor right. Dr. Lumet holds up the uh, empty roll of duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just shakes his head and tosses it away. <laughs> okay, so next scene, uh, Ryan is the active player. Uh, right. So going forward, I think it'll it'll help if the active player is the one who sets the scene, uh, as long as it's okay with everyone else. Like you know. Don't kill someone off, but it makes sense for the active player to, you know, take the reins a little bit. Uh, so this is an ace of diamonds. So aces Ooh. are really good cards. So if you succeed this one, you get plus two morale. 
Uh, and even if you fail, you still get plus one morale. So nice. We can definitely You're, use some of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So a sample of soil. So this is uh, this is a diamond. So this is earth. Technically, this falls under the commander. So Paul gets advantage on this one. Uh, a sample of soil you're studying has traces of ancient Martian bacterial life. How does Earth take the news? How does the crew? Is well, we can't tell Earth. Well, we'll, we'll say because uh, otherwise yeah, the game was, falls apart. I was going to say maybe maybe I I got like a uh, I got like a, a very uh, primitive data uplink. Um, you know, where we just have like a text only interface. Yeah. It's it's not great, but you could you could communicate. Yeah. Uh so so Ryan, yeah, you set the scene then. Uh you found traces of ancient Martian life. Um okay, so yeah, in that case, uh we're um I, I guess that would be um that would be Sahar. Um Comes in, comes in from the lab uh, to to report the the news that he has he has found. Um, the uh, the commander and um, the engineer and the psychologist are just kind of sitting. Um, the engineer is at the uh, command station, like running diagnostics, uh, trying to figure out uh, how many how much of the consumables we have left after the air leak. Um, what are you guys, what are you guys doing when, uh, Sar comes in to tell us the news? Uh, I have no idea what my character does when you guys are doing science stuff. Uh, you would probably be doing science stuff too. Uh, so that, I, I haven't fleshed out everything, but everyone would have, like, so psychologist is your primary role, but you would also be trained in other things. So you would also be uh, maybe running soil samples or rock analysis or, you know, air analysis. Like everyone's doing, has multiple jobs. It's just, you know, psychologist is your primary position. I see. Yeah, I'm I'm running air analysis because I'm a little worried about that. Okay. (laughs) What's the commander doing? Um, I guess, uh, try and talk to, uh, Dr. Sar while he's doing the air analysis to, uh, see what he thinks that, uh, you know, what, uh, the, the, what potential this could, uh, be for what people would uh, react to basically, uh, you know, how major this is and. So uh, he's over my shoulder basically as I'm doing the, uh. The, the soil analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how we... yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Jim, you're very close, but uh, that's that's fine. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm starting to do the <laughs> Adam's accent all of a sudden. Man, Jim, what's up, man? It's it's cool. Uh, look, uh, we got some interesting samples here. If you take a look through that microscope, you're gonna see something really cool. Yeah, that's dirt, oh, wow. man. That is dirt. It is, it, but primo dirt, like dirt that has been blown through the climate so long that it's almost completely smooth. Do you see how spherical it is? That is a 
Grade A piece of dirt there. Okay, now if you look at the next thing, not quite as exciting. Just some signs of life. It's like some bacteria. Uh, but hey, I mean, you know, I, I, if we if we were able to use this bacteria to start getting some gases growing, you know, some like some anaerobic uh, whatever. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a biologist, but I think they can create climate. Hmm. <laughs> Look, I don't know how the climate gets there. I just study it once it's there. <laughs> Step one, bacteria. Step two. Step three, climate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's somewhere in there, you know? Look, it's the circle of life. I don't get it. I know that climate is at the top. And then <laughs> soil. Need a, of, need a lot of these little bastards to burp a bunch of oxygen into the atmosphere. And presto. <laughs> exactly. He gets it. Are you okay? So you're the biologist, right, Doctor Lumet? Uh, Doctor Lumet laughs nervously at that. <laughs> Do we have a biologist? I think we were all just generically trained in it. Well, anyway, we don't know much about the bacteria, but I figured since I'm a climatologist, the best way to study it would be to snort some of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You're all acting pretty blasé to his announcement that he discovered alien life, I gotta say. So I'm going to do some, do some uh, tests on it to see what more I can learn about the bacteria. Alright, so so how does Earth react when you send... Well, uh, so how, how does Earth react when you send this news back that you've discovered ancient Martian life? Anarchy. <laughs> um... <laughs> or maybe, maybe that'll be a role, and then figure yeah, out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if uh, if they they take it uh, as as a sign that you know life is universal, or if like re- religious fundamentalists start uh, burning scientists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we should roll and then figure out who it is who's sending the message first. Because <laughs> if Doctor right. Sisay is sending the message, it might not be so great. Uh, I guess I will as the commander. Well, uh, you, it is the commander thing, so you roll 2d6 to take the higher, Paul. All right, well, my first roll was a 6, so I'll, I'll take that. And I got uh, a yeah. 5. I actually rolled a 6, too, and then I rolled a, a, a 2 for Feb. Uh, so that's 19. Uh, so you guys succeed. So that's plus 2 morale. Uh, and how do they take the news back on Earth? Um, well, I will, I will say that only a few scientists are burned. The best case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Dr. Sasei immediately starts sitting down at the communications uh, relay and starts to starts to get ready to type when I, I'm assuming somebody comes up and grabs him and is like, no, let, let me handle this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, you, you have a lot of really hard, important work with, with climate things. You should really get back to that. <laughs> you All don't right, look just... so well after you snorted that dirt. <laughs> feel so in touch with the climate. <laughs> see, that's like your own mini dust storm. <laughs> see, see, we were being a little blasé about the fact that he discovered life because it was it was Sar that discovered the life. <laughs> He'll be remembered forever now. Yeah. yeah. He's basically the most famous person on the planet. Well, yeah, both planets. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> definitely the most famous person on the planet that you are currently on. <laughs> All right. So uh, we go back up to Steve as the active player. We're on round two. Uh, and this is a ten of hearts. Hearts is psychology. Uh, so ten. <laughs> this is... All right. Uh, so Steve... One crew member suffers a psychological break and starts screaming and raving. How does it affect everyone else? How do you get them under control? So, so I think it's Adam. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, because his son has... Okay, so your son is catatonic because of the message that he saw on his birthday. Uh-huh. God. <laughs> you've, been, you've been dealing with it for the last few days, but it's finally getting to you. Uh-huh. And and action. I Adam. Uh, what's, what's your character's name? Uh, uh, S- Sahar Sasay. Yeah, Sahar. Adam physically attacks you. In oh. the uh, where do they do it? We're in the in, mess, in, uh, maybe. No, yeah, sure. We're in the mess, and he physically attacks you with a spork. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Adam, what's going on, man? It's cool, dude. It's it. Look, just take some deep breaths of the climate. <laughs> I I just repeatedly try to stab him with my spark. <laughs> what are the other two doing? <laughs> Don't worry, Commander. Waiting? I've, I've got this. Uh, Jacques reaches into his into his uh, coveralls and pulls out a roll of duct tape. Just, <laughs> just like tears a piece of it off, uh, and and uh, grabs the grabs um, Adam's hand with the spork in it, and and just like tr- like tries to wrench it around his back. Help me, help me, Commander! All right, I grab his other hand. <laughs> no, Commander, help me kill him! <laughs> I know. I know it is right. He does Dude. not deserve to be discoverer of, of alien life. It should be you, help. Chill out, man. It's all good. <laughs> well look, we're gonna get we're gonna figure out what's going on here. We're gonna figure out what these bacteria do. We're gonna get all the climate here is gonna get real real chill. Real soon. I just have a feeling. We've had a bad run, but it's gonna get better, dude. Yes, it will get better. It will get better. Help me get him down into the chair. <laughs> I do. I, I help uh, strap with the, with the arm on my side to the chair. With the, uh, so no, that's not great. Your psychologist the one that has the psychological break. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we roll? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Feb, you get the you get the bonus. Okay, Steve, if you could please roll two d six for me. I rolled a two for myself and a five for Feb. A seven. I rolled I a two. Four. Nine. What'd you get, Paul? Four. Uh, yeah. Thir- so Thirteen. Not a success. Uh, so what happens? He breaks free. <laughs> <laughs> and Doctor Sase ends up in the infirmary with several spork holes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what happens. All right. <laughs> All right. So we've moved. We've also moved from the calm down chair to the calm down room. Maybe there's, maybe there's just like a like a little pod or a supply closet or something where we isolate Adam for for the his own good and and our own good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Feb, you are the active player again. Uh, it's, it is another hearts, which is another psychology. So you get to set the scene. Uh, the cramped what? space is starting to get on people's nerves. How are things getting tense in the habitats? Well, um, the only place they could... When they suck Adam in that special quarantine room, they lost, like, half of their livable space. Um, yeah, they could have also put you in the airlock. What's that? They could have put you in the airlock. There wasn't enough time. Okay. So they're going to have to figure that out, I guess. But right now yeah. they're going crazy. Because not only that, but also the good bathroom's on my side. <laughs> <laughs> and and oh, I, think, I think it's, it's starting to get to them. Okay. <laughs> So Adam's on the on the side of the hab with the good bathroom, the one where the toilet actually sucks properly. <laughs> right, nice. the bathroom we use just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to go out the airlock. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to do that. <laughs> well, you go in the airlock and then you psych, then you open the other side. Wait, no, there wouldn't be a vacuum, so that wouldn't work. Never mind. Yeah. No, it was just kind of real gross in there. Yeah, it yeah. would. You were also contaminate okay. the planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would not, not be ideal. good for the climate. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it would? <laughs> All right. Uh, so in that case, uh, I think Dr. Lumet is repairing the toilet for probably the third time in as many days. I, I don't understand why why this particular model, this design, just doesn't seem to fit with the with the Martian climate. Something is something is wrong with it. Yeah, man, it's like every time I put a soil sample in there to dispose of it, it just it breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Doctor Lumet looks up at you, and and his his eye is just like twitching a little bit. So, so you've been disposing of of soil samples in in the in the latrine in the in the waste evacuation receptacle. Yeah, where else would you put it? <laughs> okay. Gestures broadly to the empty planets. But <laughs> yeah. well, anyway, dude, uh, like, I think we should let him out. Feel much better. I think. He seems a lot better. It would it would solve a lot of our problems. So, so I think that that I I I I am amazed. I'm saying, but I agree with that that we should we should let Adam out. However, I think maybe Sar, you, you should spend some time in that 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 room, the 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 calm down room. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, they've got a. Uh, Soil sample disposal unit over there that works even better. Commander, so, yeah. oh. Commander he's going to ruin the good toilet. <laughs> I don't want any of my crew to kill any of my other crew. 
you know, I was thinking, you know, I could just take a, I could just sleep in the rover. It's, I used to sleep in my car, and on Earth, it wouldn't be like that big of a difference. <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I all right. All right. So I, I guess, I guess I go over. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if uh, Adam can maybe talk us down, uh, or if he's it's psychology again. So Feb, you get advantage. If he's still uh, in a murderous rage. I rolled a one no, for no. myself and a six for Feb. Okay, no, so he's, I, he's 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 almost emotionless when you talk to him. Uh, and I got a six also. <laughs> I got so a seven. three. So hey. sixteen on we the just, button. We just made it. <laughs> I picture, uh, all right so what happens i picture i picture there's just a little and and, and forgive me uh feb if you want to if you want to narrate something else i picture there's just like a really tense moment when we open the door and and it's just dead silent before you before you walk out stone-faced and then and then i think I think everybody just like kind of looks at me, and I'm like, oh, "Okay," and I walk in the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then Doctor Lumet just closes the door and latches it again. <laughs> no, Adam used the powers of psychology. He knew this was going to happen anyway. <laughs> he predicted this. Yeah. They're all just pawns in this game. And then after a minute, you guys look up and you're like, wait, the good toilet's on that side. Maybe this should be the timeout room. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, good scene. Okay, Uh, so next up, Paul, you are active player. All right. It is a king of diamonds, which is uh, command again. Uh, So this is something from Earth. Uh, And king's uh, face cards are... Good things, generally. Uh, so, Paul, um, you get wonderful news from a loved one back home. What is it? How does sharing it lift? How does sharing this news lift everyone's spirits? Uh, let's see. Uh, I, my wife at home had the baby, and. Uh, being able to see that, uh, I guess we need to share in the joy of, of new life is, uh, while we're on a new planet discovering new life, perhaps a future home for our future generations is, uh, it's good is good stuff that we're all like, yeah, we can keep doing all this hard work because future generations can enjoy it. All right. Well, don't, don't just describe everyone's reaction. So. You set the scene, well, I mean, and then you, you role-play this. So you have to role-play the scene. Well, yeah, I'm just like, that's where I'm anticipating it. I'm not, of course, saying that that's what they're going to react, but that's, you said how to okay. I'll just, you know. All right, so apparently uh, the commander left when his wife was pregnant, uh, <laughs> and he was not there for the birth of the child, but... <laughs> how did she feel about that? Well, I mean, she... She realized she was pregnant while he was on his way here, and and the timing kind of lines up. So, who knows? <laughs> probably that's still pretty rough, man. She probably either found out like right before or right after he left. Uh, so yeah, it was probably too late for them to to change anything. 
I think it would be about an eight month trip to Mars, depending on where the planets are in the system at the time. Yeah, you so, can do that. She might have known. She would have to like figure out pretty early that she was pregnant. Uh, but <laughs> she definitely knew by the time you were already like halfway there. <laughs> definitely too late to turn around. <laughs> hey, everybody. I got a baby boy. Oh, Commander, congratulations. That's wonderful news. Come, come, take a look. <laughs> yes, Adam will stone face look at the picture of the baby boy. <laughs> I hope you can celebrate time. his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it is good that you are able to celebrate your son's first birthday. It would be a horrible thing to miss one. <laughs> Um, well, Dr. Sasei kind of knocks on the window in his pod, the room he's in, and he's, like, kind of gesturing to, like, come over and show me the picture in the with the little pad. I hit the comm yeah, button, and I'm like, <laughs> that's a beautiful kid, man. I, I hit the comm button, so you can hear me through the intercom. Yep. It also took you like five hours to download that one picture because <laughs> yeah. of crappy comp <laughs> Opportunities right now. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, everyone roll to see if you get uh, bonus points for morale. Four. I got a three. That's seven. Oh wait, I forgot Commander, right? I got a different I got a second roll. A also, five for yep. me. A five for me and a four for Feb. So that's nine. What'd you have, Paul? Four? Yep. So thirteen and Ryan, you had three? Yep. So sixteen <laughs> on the button. So your morale goes up to four. I guess yeah. everyone's everyone's pretty happy. Man, you should totally text that baby all kinds of just affirmations of love, dude. I mean, it sucks that the baby can't hear your voice, but at least it will hear your texts. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, I suppose uh, just just to just to uh, lighten the commander's spirits, uh, Doctor Lumet says, "I I suppose I suppose we could." Um, we could queue it up so that you're, uh, if you wanted to record a short, maybe maybe like three seconds of audio to send back to Earth, we could queue that up so that it uploads and um, only miss out on eight or ten hours of uh, communication. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Dr. Lumet. That's, that's awesome, Dr. Lumet. Man, you're you're a real scientist. I, I do my best with the materials that I am given, but there is only so far you can stretch a roll of duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, and next scene, last one for the first half is Ryan. Yeah. It is a queen of spades. 
which is... Oh, God. Okay. Uh, so this is environment again. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, it's, it's a good one. It's just... Uh, I can't wait to see how this plays out. So, the crew decides to leave a mark on Mars by spelling out a message in rocks. What do you write? How does mission control take it? <laughs> okay. Um... What'd you name your baby boy? I named him... Uh, you didn't get a say in it. Oh, yeah, I wasn't there. <laughs> that's a shame you guys didn't talk about that on the way up. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we had an active comms array. Usually that yeah, comes up with... You could have talked about it with your wife beforehand, that's true. He didn't get a say in what was put on the birth certificate. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Well, technically, it's it's not against our mission plan to uh, leave some kind of message marked on the surface of Mars. Uh, so, so why don't we why don't we all get together and we'll we'll brainstorm uh, potential potential things we could we could write in the in the dirt. Hmm. I, I happen to agree with uh, with Adam. Perhaps, perhaps we should we should write your uh, your baby son's new uh, your baby son's name. That'd be a great idea. I thank you for that. Uh, and our, what do you think, Doctor? Uh, see, going back to the names because that scrolled up a bit. Uh, what do you think, Adam? What do you think the message should be? Okay. Uh, his name is uh, Alexander. Aww. <laughs> Sucking up will get you nowhere. <laughs> that, uh, that, is, that is a relatively long name, Commander. Uh, Doctor <laughs> Sussay. We need a lot of rocks for that, man. Will, will, will that disturb the climate if we if we write a name that long? <laughs> well, you can always go with Alex. <laughs> Just say it. It's a pretty good name. Well, I think the main issue is that the the best writing area that we have over here is over in that you know the quicksand area. So then the rocks are just going to sink. But then. I think we could fit it in over in the northwestern quadrant. And there is a stone field out in that direction. I, Yeah, we can make it work. All right. Well, in that case, uh, I, hope, I hope you all are ready for a long and laborious day of moving rocks in your spacesuits. I mean, there is one issue. <laughs> Let's roll. <laughs> all right. Three. Uh, I got Steve, you get the advantage. Oh, I get advantage? Uh, it's technically environment, yeah. Okay. Feb got a four, and I got a three. Uh, I got seven, a two. Nine. So you're not passing this one, unless Paul no. rolled a seven on his d6. <laughs> no, no, I did not get a seven. <laughs> uh, okay. 
All right. So uh, I guess the, the second part might come into play. Uh, how does Mission Control take it? Well, so, so okay. Those rocks look beautiful, you know, Alexander and all. There's there's one problem here, guys. Um, the field that we've set it up on is is well, you know. Maybe we should talk to Mission Control. Oh yes, uh, I I was just I was just updating them on uh, on our our status. I. Uh, I, I took the five hours to send them a, a low-res picture. Uh, I think I think they're they're rather upset, uh, Doctor Sase. The uh, the cabal of climate scientists uh, they're, they're very cross, and they would like to speak with you directly. Oh man, I was kind of worried about that. Well, you see, the field we set it up in is is a. Uh, a natural uh, climate zone of a, of a sword, right? So the zone normally would would be subject to more arid conditions that you'd that would be typical of say. Uh, is everybody still there? Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We lost Feb, but uh, is arid is an arid area more typical of say a desert region? And what we've done is that we've rearranged the rocks in a situation that will cause uh, the the buildup of condensation, which over you know several thousand years will turn it into more of an, a, uh, a temperate uh, area. I mean, not that any of this makes any difference on Mars. I mean, there's no fucking atmosphere, but some climatologists can get really pissed off over shit like that. <laughs> Oh yes, they they are typing they are typing some very unflattering things in, into the comms link. Yeah, it's probably a lot of emojis, right? I was gonna say we should use an emoji in the message we sent because climatologists love emojis. We should probably have used like a sun. That probably would have cooled them down a little. But I didn't want to like step on. I didn't want to rain on the Alexander parade. You know. <laughs> oh, I really wish we had done an emoji now. Could have been like a cloud. <laughs> Man, climatologists love clouds. Yes, they just keep scrolling. Sad cloud. Sad cloud. Sad cloud. Ooh, that's bad. That's bad. I think our funding might be in trouble here, guys. <laughs> okay. So, uh, that was fantastic. Uh, so, we're going to the, the second half. So, same thing, but uh, I want to try the other two options. So if it's your card, instead of taking the higher, roll two dice and add them together. Okay. Uh, it's probably going to bump the success rate a bunch. Uh, we were at 50% for the first part. And then uh, I think we're going to we'll try the, the roll first. So when you draw the card and read the scenario, everyone rolls, and then we'll role play out the scene knowing what the result is. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Sound good? Sure. Yeah. All right. So next card up is another ace, an ace of hearts. Uh, so this is a psychology. Uh, and who is our active player? Uh, Steve, you're you're active. So psychology. Uh, remember, it's an ace. Not so you succeed. Well, Steve's the active player, but Feb, you have uh, the advantage when the roll comes. 
Um, so, yeah. uh, so if you succeed, you get plus two morale. If you fail, you still get plus one. Uh, it's a holiday. Everyone shares a meal and sets aside their problems. What holiday do you celebrate? Describe how everyone has a good time. Uh, so let's. So everyone roll first. And Feb, you roll twice. Well, you roll two dice and add them together. Or I should say, Steve, on behalf of Feb, do that. Thank you. All right, I rolled a four for myself. And I rolled a three okay. and a four for Feb. So eleven. That's seven, so eleven total so far. I got a four. What was that, Paul? Uh, so together, Ryan and I get. To, I had a two. He had a four. So that's six. So that's seventeen. Uh, so you succeed. Hooray! That's, uh, plus two morale. You guys are rolling in morale. Yeah, what is our morale? We're currently at six morale and one survival. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Hab's not doing too great, but your spirits are pretty good. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, you 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 succeed, so I guess you have a good time, so... Uh, what holiday? So, role play the scene. What holiday do you celebrate, and how? What, what does you all do? Why does everyone have a good time? Did I lose everyone? Uh, uh, so I set the scene oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So we're celebrating October. Oh no, August sixth, sixteen seventy-two, the date that the polar ice caps were first observed on Mars. Uh, okay, it's ice so you cap made day. A, made a Martian holiday. Okay, it's it's a huge it's a huge day in climate science. Martian <laughs> climate <laughs> science. Uh, and um, Doctor Sasse, like nobody else, really cares about it too much. But Doctor Sasse, like this is his favorite holiday, his favorite Martian holiday. So he's like he's going around. He's like he's 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 gotten gifts for everyone that he's like wrapped up and he's put under uh, a. Um, a model of the polar, like a perfect two scale, well, not two scale, but, uh, you know, a perfect model of the polar ice caps. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's like, there's the polar ice cap at at the top and it's kind of like a core, like a core of an apple kind of. And so like, there's a ice cap at the top and I don't know if Mars has an ice cap at the bottom, but if it doesn't, then there's just a a plank down there that's like it's space. And then he's put the, the presents underneath that, and he's, like, in the kitchen, in the mess, like, whipping up his favorite Martian uh, recipes. Um, could, you, could you describe one of his favorite Martian recipes? Uh, <laughs> hold on. There is... <laughs> uh, so, I mean, obviously, there's the... Um, uh, uh, the Cassini. Uh, there's the Cassini um, casserole. Uh, you know, which is uh, you know made made out of uh, a lot of tomatoes for the red. Uh, there's you know sour cream on top, which is the polarized caps. Uh, there's some cheese in there because you got to have the cheese, and you know, uh, it's all wrapped up in some tortillas and stuff. It's basically an enchilada. Uh, but yeah, right. Okay. Uh, there is the uh, what are other important places on Mars? <laughs> Olympus uh, Mons. Olympus, yeah, Olympus Mons, uh, Valley Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I've I've made a uh, a uh, 
one of those lava cakes uh, that I've called the Olympus Mons, but uh, it's huge. Yeah, it's it's just giant. Um, and yeah, okay. That's that's quite a spread considering uh, the space agency had to pack all those ingredients and plan for them in advance. Yeah, well, let's let's roll and see if I've used all of our ingredients for like. Oh, you we already rolled. You succeeded. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, so I have not used all of our ingredients. Oh. <clears throat> As a surprise, because I knew that his this was his favorite holiday. I wound up making uh, some mashed potatoes as a, almost like sculpted like ice caps. Well, uh, everyone, uh, I, I start uh, clinking on my glass. Uh, so, uh, to us, we you know we've we had our a rough start. The winds got a little turbulent. It was it was a little dry at times. A little uh, there were there were definitely some clouds that 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 cast a pall on on our time here in the beginning. I mean, uh, for example, the communications tower thing. I you know who knows what happened with that, but it wasn't ideal. <laughs> the toilet issue. Uh, we've 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 solved that. You know, and I now know that soil. Goes in the soil bins. I who knew there were soil bins? Did you guys know there were soil? Anyway, uh, but the important part is that we've really grown together as a family on our time on Mars, and and you know I just I feel like it's just it's clear skies from this point on, and I, I wouldn't want to be on this voyage in climatology with anybody else. I also have an announcement to make. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Lumet stands up and he says, the impromptu distillery that I've been working on has just, has just put out its first batch of white lightning. So he, he, pours, he, pours, he picks up a, a, little, a little flask with a, with a clear liquid in it. In honor of this occasion, I would like to present you all with... A uh, small cocktail. I call it the ice cap, and it's it's basically just booze and ice. <laughs> All right. I, I I pass out like a little a little uh, tiny tiny bit of uh, of white lightning to everybody. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Doctor Lamette. I commend your hard work. Believe me, I needed it. <laughs> okay, everybody, open your presents. Open your presents. <laughs> Pray tell what are the presents. <laughs> uh, so, um, so uh, Jim opens his, and it's a uh, it's one of the like used uh, air filters uh, for our climate system. That's been kind of like uh, it's got foil like wrapped around it, and it's <laughs> it's been like kind of shaped into a mug, like for coffee, and it says "Best Captain on Mars" uh, <laughs> written on it, um, or "Best Commander on Mars." Um, and then uh, Feb uh, he opens his, and there's a, a picture in there of his son, 
uh, that, that I downloaded very painstakingly and, and printed out and uh, put into a frame that I made up of, of various climatological supplies. And then uh, Dr. Lumet opens theirs, and it's a replacement communication board. For the comrade. I thought this was missing from the from the Habs manifest. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for that for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Another drink. <laughs> <sighs> okay. A happy polarized caps one and all. <laughs> Ah, fantastic. All right. Uh, so next, uh, Feb, you are, you are the active player. Uh, unfortunately, it is a, it's a heart, so it's psycho- psychological, so it's your, your thing. However, unfortunately, uh, this is your first two. So if you succeed, you get nothing. If you fail, you lose two morale. Ooh. Uh, so here is the prompt. Two or more crew members get into a heated argument over a trivial matter, possibly coming blows. What do they argue about? Can it be resolved? A, a trivial matter? Yes. Uh, it's, it's basically you're, everyone's just getting on each other's nerves. Yeah. Uh, just, just to switch it up a little, I'm going to say uh, Ryan and Paul are having a, an argument over whose turn it is to use the the good bathroom, because we just got done with that, that giant meal. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, we're doing, so roll first. We're doing the roll first thing. Uh, and uh, Feb gets two dice again. Add it together. A one, a one for me, and then a three and a four for Feb, so eight total. Eight, all right. I got a six. Ooh. Fourteen. And I got a one, actually. Oh, 15. <laughs> also, it's worth noting, they're a little drunk. Yep. All right, so that's minus two morale. Uh, so things do not go well. So, uh, Feb, set so. They're fighting over the good bathroom. And drunk. You son of a bitch, you always get up when I try to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's Ryan and Paul. Yeah, no. Uh, Listen, I don't care if you were the first one to report that life was discovered on Mars. I'm using that goddamn toilet. I don't think you know how bad spicy food reacts with my system. <laughs> and that is exactly why you should use the substandard toilet. Why ruin the good toilet? <laughs> oh, you know what? Fine. You know, you're, you're fixing the comaray. You made us this booze, which thank God, because I needed it. Fine. You, you just take it this time. Thank you. I believe I will. All right, but things don't go well, so what happens? Uh, no, it doesn't go well. And uh, the common room is, is the one with the bad bathroom. And it doesn't go well. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Too bad you can't crack a window. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that, that would definitely hurt morale. And the, and, the, and the good toilet is filled with sand. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, so Doctor Doctor Lumet is is uh, he confidently walks into into the good, the bathroom with a good toilet, uh, you know, takes off uh, partially takes off his coveralls and, and just like looks, and and it's just filled to brimming with with sand. <laughs> it's a litter box. <laughs> uh, okay. Glad I'm not in that hab. <laughs> All right, so Paul, you are now the active player. It's a nine of spades, which is mechanicals. Uh, so uh, here is the prompt. Oh, boy, that's not good. Uh, the heating system stops working, and it won't be long before the habitat is too cold to live in. What caused the problem? How does the crew handle the situation? How do you fix it? So... Uh, everyone roll first, uh, and Ryan gets advantage on this one. Yeah. I got a four. Let's see how I do. I rolled a three and a three. <laughs> I rolled a one and a two. Nice. So, <laughs> so 13. Okay. Uh, so that's another fail. Uh, so role play that scene. So, uh, Obviously, you're not going to die because then, you know, no more game. So, you, as the failure, I would say, like, you get it to barely functioning levels. Let's continue. Uh, So, I'm going to say that uh, Sar found another place to put his soil samples, (laughs) which uh, fried some, some circuits. And so that's that's what led to it. Uh, All right. So, SARS soil samples. I look. I don't remember putting the soil there, man. I mean, I in. I had some white lightning. I. It's it's clear. It's clearly. It's clearly there. It was clearly you. You you said that about the toilet too, man. And I'm just feeling a lot of aggression. Like I feel like it's misplaced. We had that like nice. Dinner. I didn't put soil in it. I've been putting it in the bins, dude. This this panel doesn't even come off without a hex key. <laughs> Look, we're you have to undo six screws. <laughs> we're in a soily environment. Maybe it just got in there on its own. I mean, we found life. Maybe the life like figures out how to adapt. Have you seen Jurassic Park? <laughs> it was a classic. The the mysterious Martian bacteria undid six hex screws and dumped <laughs> an entire bucketful of Martian soil into our heating system. I mean, life finds a way, man. <laughs> so does climate. Well, now that the comms array is pre- is repaired, uh, at least they'll be able to watch us freeze to death back home in real I time. Mean, 
with this Look, delay. You guys are Mars. blowing us way out of proportion, though. We're just going to be experiencing what life on Mars really is. It's the, we're we're getting in touch with the climate here. It'll be fine. <laughs> Have you been outside? The climate wants to kill us. I mean, the climate is inhospitable, but inhospitable has the word hospitable in it, so we just have to take the in out. Gentlemen, we may have to huddle together for warmth. Uh, okay, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, that's uh, we climatologists do that all the time. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be spending my uh, sleeping hours in the rover that has a functional heating system. <laughs> Oh man, he is not gonna like how much soil there is in there. <laughs> oh, well, that's definitely the end of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have to keep those soil samples warm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Ryan, you're active. Yeah. Uh, and in a four of clubs, which is environmental. Uh, <laughs> well, I think I know what caused this one. Uh, the rover's battery unexpectedly dies while a crew member is out praying, stranding them kilometers away. How do the rest of the crew get them back? What is sacrificed to save them? Uh, so everyone roll first. I roll twice on this one, right? Yes, and you add them together. I, I say we sacrifice the here to save him. <laughs> I rolled a six and a one for myself, so seven, and a four for Feb, so eleven. Eleven. I got a four. I also got a four. Fifteen. Uh, so nineteen. 19. All right, so you guys succeed. So that's plus one survival. You actually get another point of survival. Hooray. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Ryan, you set the scene for that one. All right. Um, well, I, I suppose because we have collected so many uh, soil samples from the surrounding uh, area around our base, there's just like heaps and heaps of soil, which, uh, according to Dr. Sasse, uh, is not disrupting the climate at all, um, even though it, it impedes our work pretty, pretty fiercely. Uh, so uh, the commander has driven the rover uh, probably a couple of clicks away uh, in order to dispose of the excess soil where it, where it will not be in our way um, when the battery dies. Okay. Um, so you, you've got you've got just enough juice to run your radio to call for help, uh, but not enough to actually like get the thing moving. Uh, so, guys, um, little, little bit of a problem here. Um, so I found another soil depository place for, that SAR was using. Um, the, the battery's dead. The battery in the rover. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dead out here. I'm, I'm stuck. Man, you gotta get at least another three kilometers to dispose of that. Those soil samples. <laughs> I mean, but if you put here. So here, you must bring him new battery. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, 
not a problem. And so then we'll I'll bring in the battery. We'll go the extra three kilometers and then dispose of the soil samples. Because if we put it there, if we put the soil samples there, it'll really mess up with the climate of our base. So, that, yeah, let's go. And what do we what do we have to sacrifice? So with with tears welling in his eyes, Dr. Lumet takes the battery out of the heating coil in his still. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I didn't think about that. The heating coil in his stove? It's still. still. Still, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I start off on the long walk. And I'm there. And, uh, okay, man. So we're going to put this battery in, and then we're going to go another three kilometers to drop the soil off and then head back, right? <laughs> I missed I missed that. What would you say? I'm saying uh, by the time you get there, I'm just, like, tossing buckets out of the uh, rover. So when you get there, the samples are already deposited. <laughs> no, dude, this is the worst place to put them. If we put too many soil samples here, it's going to screw up the climate at our base, and there won't be as many windstorms, man. Uh, ro- <laughs> rover, rover 1, this is this is Hab. Uh, we, are, we are getting a lot of sad clouds again from the climatology experts. This is gonna really impact the survival of our base, and that is that's not climate science, man. <laughs> Just get in the rover. <laughs> I think I think the clouds are crying. I, I, I can't really tell. There are too many emojis. <laughs> but man, this goes against everything that I vowed. I vowed to put myself at risk for for the climate, for the study of the climate. Specifically, I think this is an oath. Energy. I, I. That's very specific. What? An oath emoji? An oath breaker? Oh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> I've been expelled! I've been expelled! I don't know climate anymore! <laughs> no! All right, well, I hope the next card involves a crew member having an existential crisis. <laughs> All right, so... I'm Parker and how you're role-playing this, by the way. Yeah. All right, so uh, this is the last go-around, so we're back to Steve. Uh, it is... Oh, God, sorry. It's another two. Uh, it's a two yeah. of clubs. No, I'm sorry. It's a two of... Yeah, it's a two of clubs. Uh, so this is another super bad one. So if you fail, it's minus two survival. Oh, and we're at so, two survival. Yeah, so you'd go to zero. You can't go below zero, but you can go to zero. Uh, all right, so a micrometeorite strikes the habitat, puncturing the shell and damaging equipment. How do you survive and fix it? What was irreparably damaged? Uh, so everyone roll first. Steve, you get them sweet double roll. I rolled a three and a six for myself. That's and a good. Three, so a three for Feb. So twelve. Pretty uh, good. I got a two. Did you have Paul? I also had a two. It was right on the dot. 16. So that's sixteen on the dot. Uh, so you don't gain any points, but you don't lose any. So we'll play this terrible scene. 
All right. Um, broke. The micrometeor broke, uh, or uh, went through, and oh. and um, I'll be back. Okay. And it uh, went straight into uh, the climate, uh, the climate computer that uh, Doctor Sasay uh, carries with him everywhere. Uh, okay. Yeah, just putting a pole right through it, clean through it. So we've now been cut off from from orders from the the Climate Society of Earth. This. This is destiny, man. This is as it was meant to be. I've I've been expelled, and now now I've 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 lost everything. Can't even can't even take readings. Where do I go from here, Adam? <laughs> Adam just points towards the horizon. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> I think a good first step is repairing the damage that this micrometeor has done to our app. That's <laughs> the, the, the the environment is just ex- being expelled <laughs> as I'm like yeah. as, as this conversation is going on. And Adam's actually pointing at the hole, the huge hole in the app. <laughs> you're right. I get it. All right, I'll go. I'll take care of it. <laughs> and uh, Doctor Sisay starts suiting up, which I assume Doctor Lumetta is already suiting up because he actually yeah. responds to emergencies <laughs> yeah. like a normal person. Um, Doctor Lumetta is, is probably just like finished passing out uh, the the temporary respirators, uh, so we can we can breathe. Um, He uh, he he gets the the necessary materials to repair the the side of the hab. Um, probably probably it's not constructed of anything too heavy. Uh, so uh, probably like a, a thin a thin sheet of metal and and maybe some some welding tools to patch a hole that big. Doctor um, Lumet, in order to uh, to protect us from the climate, you'll want to. Place uh, more extensive wells welds in that area. Um, those are really the we want to strength. We want a really strong bond to the uh, to the side to this side of the hole. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Thank you for the advice, Doctor Sasay. That was that was surprisingly helpful. Hey, you know, lost. I've lost one purpose, but. Maybe I can find another in in protecting us from the climate. (laughs) I am an oathbreaker. I've broken my oath. Now I must rebel against the climate. I must fight it. We'll live. We will live. And then I just kind of walk off into the Martian <laughs> landscape. Uh, <clears throat> he's a he's not the most stable sort, but the man knows his climate. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs>
And then uh, Dr. Lumet uh, places the welds just as uh, Dr. Sasse instructed him to. Okay. And we repair the hole. Yeah. All right. So I believe that's our third success for the second half, right? Yeah. Because there was, that was a two. There was another two. So you didn't lose. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Got the ace. Yeah, okay. I'm just trying to keep track so I can figure things out. Uh, all right, so um, that was Steve. So, Feb, you are the active player for a Jack of Clubs. So, another environment. Uh, this Whoa. one's not too bad. A sandstorm keeps the crew inside the habitat for a day. What do you all do to pass the time? Uh... Probably just try to keep the whole place from falling apart at this point. That's, yeah. All right, so everyone roll. This is uh, survival. So, uh, Steve, you get the double. Six and a one for myself and a three for Feb. Ten. Uh, I got a three. All right, so 13. I don't know where. Do you want to roll for Paul, Ryan? Yeah, I'll see how he does. How he does. Uh, He got a five. Five, so 18, so that's a success. So, plus one survival. What's, uh, right. what's the goal? Is it to get to four of each? Or no, just as, as much as you can get. The higher, the better. Oh, okay. Four uh, is the, like, you did okay level. Mm. Uh, once you, uh, four, four to eight is the, like, the average finish. If you get nine or higher, those are, like, really good. Uh, and one to three is not great, and zero is like worst possible outcome. Mm. Okay. So your morale is pretty good. Your survival is getting there. Uh, all right. So yeah. So uh, Feb set that scene. So everyone's trying to keep the place together. Yeah, it's uh, it's shaking violently, and. Uh... Yeah, I, I want to say like the walls are ripping open, but it's just—it's like creaking or something. It's like like you're in a submarine that's sinking. It's just making awful noises. Okay. Uh, uh, and Adam looks at Sahir and he's like, "You have to go outside and keep it together." All right. What you want to do is you'll want to place as much weight to the south end of the, the structure as possible. That will be a counterbalance to the piers that I'm going to try to install and reinforce on the outside. So just keep moving everything you can to that side of the, the habitat, and I'll be on it out on the outside. Uh, Dr. Doctor Lumet is already transferring ballast from one side of the hab to the other. Uh, the habitat is noticeably listing in the direction uh, from from which well, he is on unstable ground. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to move even a millimeter to the to the south, guys, because if we do, we're going to sink into that quicksand so fast. Oh man, everyone will die a horrible death. But we. I think we can do this together. All right. So I suit up and I go outside in this horrible <laughs> windstorm. Oh, okay. Well, you, you succeeded the roll, so what do you do out there? <laughs> While we all huddle on the opposite end of the... Of they the just path. hear... Occasionally they hear through the comms, 
This is what it was meant to be. I am man. I am man joined with nature, working with nature to survive. <laughs> the climate scientists lied to me. They told me that we were to fight and die in nature, but no, we must survive. All right, that kind of crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you you managed to uh, keep the place together. I picture, I picture as as just like the the final uh, thing that you wedge under uh, to to prop the hab up is your your climate computer with a big hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like an Ahab moment, except you don't die at the end. Like, <laughs> as I walk away, the camera pans in on the pier, and just the, the, in the in the middle of the connection, there it just goes through the climate computer. Right where that uh, right where that micrometeor shot through, <laughs> then it just gets, it just quickly gets buried by sand. Oh no! There's some connection. I, I break my wrench, and I have no wrench. <laughs> and I I realize that if I put my climate computer through there, it's just right. The the, the hole that the micrometer made that I can like I can I can <laughs> make the turn it, and then I just walk away, leaving it there because there's no way to take it off now. It all led to this. It was fate okay. that brought me here. It was fate. That's awesome. Uh, all right, I think we're still down, Paul. So, Ryan, you'll be active player now. Hey. Uh, so it's a jack of hearts. So psychology. I just went away from what I wanted. Uh, jack of hearts. Uh, all right, this is this is another nice one. Not great. Uh, you celebrate someone's birthday while on Mars. Who is it? What does the crew do? Uh, so, Ryan, you get to pick. Whose birthday is it? Um, I'm going to say that it's Adam's birthday. All right. Uh, so what are, you, what are you doing? Are you celebrating Adam's birthday on Mars? Uh, I think we're, we're all watching uh, around the comms uh, as, as his wife. Uh, and Catatonic Sun uh, record their happy birthday message that they transmitted from Uzbekistan, and it's horrible. <laughs> but everyone has to pretend like it's not. Look how great Uzbeki communication system is. Uh, so, so they they sing they sing happy birthday to you, and we'll say just for just for symmetry, when they get to the last verse, uh, there's there's like a huge crash, uh, and then the image cuts out. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry, I forgot to roll first for the scene. Sorry. Right. Oh. Uh, and it's psychology, so Feb, you get the bonus. Okay. Man, I keep rolling twos. Good. Feb rolled a four and a five, and I rolled a three, so twelve. Twelve. Uh, Paul rolled a four, and I rolled a two, so six, so, so eighteen. Eighteen. So you succeed. Uh, so that's another point of morale. <laughs> All right, continue. Sorry, I just I forgot about that part. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's we all have to pretend that it's really nice. There's and, a crash. Uh, the video cuts out. 
and then, then the awkward situation is over. So everyone oh. feels better about not having to pretend anymore. <laughs> oh, your your family, they look so they look so healthy. <laughs> your wife is so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh man, that was that was great. I I learned a lot about Uzbek culture. Um, and uh, you know your your whole living situation. What was that crash at the end? I I, I do not know. Um, and and are we still receiving communications from Earth? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the antenna seems to be seems to be active. Um, I will I will check. Oh yep, M- mission mission control says that uh, the Uzbeki power grid experienced a surge, uh, and they they are uh, without power uh, for the foreseeable future. The whole country. I <laughs> uh, let me check. Uh, yes, yes, the entire country. <laughs> I mean, we rolled really well, so I'm going to say, uh, uh, well, the problem's not on your end. That's so. true. Well, it, it explains it explains in a in a non terrifying way why the image suddenly cut out and there was a huge crash. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Okay, right. it's his family, so if he's fine, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're hearty. Yeah. <laughs> All right, is Paul back yet? I don't think so. Paul, uh, Paul. There's, there's no telling when Paul's going to come back. Um, uh, what, what do you think, Ryan? You know Paul well. Should we wait for him, or should we just keep going? Because there's, uh, there's only one scene left. Hmm. I, I... Maybe we'll give him, we'll give him a couple of minutes. I, I don't okay. know. Do you want me to send Craig away again, or should we just fill the fill the time with some chatter? Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. All right, bam. <laughs> so, Ragnarok. Yeah. Stuff happens on there. Yeah, we just, we, we're recording uh, things all the time. Yep. We, we recorded a game, and stuff happens. How is recording in the time of COVID? It's not terrible. We we all wear masks while we while we sit around the table. Uh, so when we start posting those games, it might sound a little muffled, but I don't think it's terrible. Yeah, I was I was listening to a little bit of the most recent um, Ameronomicon game that we recorded, and it wasn't it wasn't so bad. Okay. Yeah, I mean, once you get used to talking through them, it's not too bad. I mean, it should just sound like normal life, right? Yeah, I mean, as far as I... I mean, I don't really notice it while we're sitting there, but sometimes the mic picks things up a little differently. Yeah. So, it yeah, might... I, I, I mean, it wouldn't, I don't think it's going to make any real difference listening. I, I did some tests with it, and it wasn't... It was, it, there, there was a difference, but it wasn't really, like, an appreciable difference. I think, like, if we were putting the masks on and off during the recording, you might be able to tell, but... Since we're just wearing them the whole time, it's not any any real difference. But yeah, we took we took a break from our main campaigns until things cooled down a bit here. 
And we just recently started getting back into them. Mm-hmm. About to... I think we have we have one game left each in Deadlands and a Maranomicon. Then we're we're moving on. Nice. Any, any hot plans? Uh, yeah. I don't know if if we want to say what our next games are going to be, but we have have two new campaigns. Well, we're going to do a uh, uh, Spoopy Tober. Uh, of course, yeah. Uh, but we're gonna. But we're not going to do Spooktober. We're not going to. We're going to do spoopy games. So, like, a little more lighthearted instead of full on horror, because 2020 has enough full on horror as it is. Yeah. Then I think once that's done, we're jumping into two new campaigns. Cool. So this week, this week, or, or tomorrow, we're going to try. Uh, second Ed Fiasco, without a run. Then next week is the last game of a Marinomicon. And then I believe the week after that would be... The uh, end of God's Dueling Pass. Yep. Are, is this your first time playing Second Ed Fiasco? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, you, I, I got the boxes a couple of weeks back. I got my I got my rewards like a lot later than, than some people. But... They got have you read record. through it? Not, not yet. I have to. I have to go through the manual. Are there a lot of changes, or is it fairly similar? Just some updates. Um, it's it's fairly similar. <laughs> well, I guess they, you haven't read through it. Yeah they they scrapped they scrapped the the dice. Um, so now, um, when you when you set up the the fiasco at the beginning of the game, uh, you use a deck of cards for the playset. Um, they're, they're you know custom printed cards. They have the same kind of elements on them that you get off of a playset lists in first ed. Um, and while you're running it, there's um, like positive and negative outcomes. And based on the the ones of those that you draw, uh, there's tilt elements on the backs of those cards that you can use for the tilt. Uh, and then I guess it kind of works the same way with the um, you know you total up your your good outcomes and bad outcomes at the end and figure out what the ultimate fate of your characters is. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so Did I see we have back? No problem. Uh, so we, we skipped you and Ryan was the active player, so it's the last scene now. And you are the active player. You ready? Everyone ready? Should we update him on what's happened while he's been gone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could tell. The micrometeor hit, uh, and then there was a sandstorm... And uh, let's see, Dr. Sase has turned uh, full 180 and is now a protecting the hab from the climate, uh, 100%. Uh, what else? Wow. Um, Who's, we, oh, uh, Alex's yeah. birthday? Took yeah, part, got, Adam's birthday? We got, to see, we got to see Adam's family sing happy birthday to him from Uzbekistan. <laughs> Adam's family. Then it got cut off at the end. Yeah, we all had to pretend that it was it was really nice, and everybody looked healthy and happy. Aww. All right, so last one. Paul, you are the active player. It is a three of clubs, so it's environmental. This seems to be a theme. An intense dust storm cloaks your base for days, draining power and making everything dark. How do you conserve electricity? What do you sacrifice? So everyone roll first. 
Uh, and Steve, you get the bonus. I rolled a four and a six and a one for Feb, so eleven. And I got a five. And I got a three. All right, so nineteen. Another success. All right. Uh, so that's plus one survival. So you've made it into okay territory. Uh, all right, so Paul, you set that scene. Dust storm. All right, and uh, what do we sacrifice? Uh, so the electricity that was being used to uh, get the distillery going. We uh, we they already took the battery out of the still. Yeah, that's how they saved you when oh, you were stranded. It. Over. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, We've still got the bad toilet. <laughs> our, our last toilet. Yes. <laughs> so, That's yeah, a hell of a sacrifice. <laughs> well, then you have zero toilets. Well, it's their last day or whatever, right? Uh, it's it's getting towards the end. Yeah. Can we can we clear the sand from the good toilet? Uh, that's up to you. I mean, if you want to sacrifice the toilet to conserve electricity, that's fine. That's just <laughs> that's a big crazy. sacrifice. I mean, you guys succeeded, so it probably doesn't have to be terrible. That's fair. Um, let's see. I guess there's emergency lights on, I guess. We, we uh, can yeah. sacrifice that and then just use, like, I don't know. I'm sure we have some kind of glow sticks or something. You've definitely got that in, like, crank flashlights. Yeah. There you go. All right, so everyone's walking around with crank flashlights every few minutes. Just here, <laughs> crank the flashlights back up. Well, if we if we uh, keep if we keep on uh, drawing this low current uh, for the next couple of days, I, I think we should be okay. We should be able to weather the storm. I think we should be fine. Everything seems to be. Secure. There are no leaks. So far, all we've had is the the power interruption. But once the the storm stops, which for my, uh, I mean, we don't really have. I don't have my climate readings anymore. But based on satellite images that we were able to to get from the communication systems, it looks like uh, this storm should pass us by within the next few hours. Excellent. Most, most importantly, there's there's no Martian soil clogging any of my systems. <laughs> Everybody looks at Sase and Sase just like kind of shrugs and like what? What, what do you mean? <laughs> clearly, that that's because of the fact that uh, Dr. Sase clearly made sure that uh, all, everything was secure and that way the dust couldn't come in. Like it clearly must have before, right, Doctor? <laughs> uh, we, we we have a very tight. Uh, Environment habitat here, so we should be we should be good. I mean, the you know the whole point is to that small things like this, like the power going out, doesn't uh, doesn't cost us in survivability. Well, that works. Oh, hold on, my light went out. <laughs> okay, I can see you again. What were you saying? <laughs> I really wish that they had sprung the extra five dollars a piece for the. Noiseless versions of these crank flashlights. <laughs> we'll have to make a note. <laughs> <laughs> Contracts always go to the lowest bidder. 
<laughs> oh God, when somebody has to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. <laughs> Just hold it in tonight, Jesus. <laughs> well, I think I think despite the the troubles that we've encountered, the problems that we have here, we found a way to make it through. I think we've we've actually made a sustainable colony here. Something <laughs> that can be built upon. Life does find a way. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for for the end, uh, I will. So we we tally your scores. So you had a four survival and five morale. Uh, so I'll read you uh, the results, and then uh, just as a group narrates like what happens when you get back to Earth and how your mission is received overall. So on survival, uh, with a four, it was tough but doable. There were some difficult days, but you all managed to pull through. There's a reason you were the first people on Mars, and you showed you had the metal to handle it. And on morale, uh, same column, you're fine friends. You get along with each other well enough. There were some arguments, but that's to be expected. You leave Mars just as friendly as when you landed. <laughs> so, months later, you return to Earth, and how how is your mission remembered? It was not an abject failure. I mean, we did discover life on Mars. Yeah, yeah. we discovered life on Mars. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. It's not terrible. Uh, they they don't burn us when we when we plan. <laughs> Doctor Sasay, however, is immediately arrested by the uh, by the conclave of cli- of climatology scientists. <laughs> Other just people a, are... <laughs> as soon as as soon as we're out of quarantine, uh, a, a horde of robed figures just surround you and like put a bag over your head. He's placed on he's placed on trial for high crimes against climatology. <laughs> he knows what he did. Not only are they robed, they also have gold chains with a storm cloud on it. <laughs> <sighs> the, the the defining moment is the the rest of my crew actually stand up to try to uh try to stop them from taking me, but I say no. It's fine. This will be fine. This the most <laughs> faith Fate has fate has led me here. Fate will protect me. The climate is on my side. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So that's. Uh, I believe that will bring it a close to our game. Uh, thank you all. If you don't mind, I have a few questions. So, what did you? What you all think? It's fun. It was good. It was like a fiasco, but but like. Uh, well, more structured than the older fiasco. Yeah, I know what yeah, two is like. Yeah. Uh, so with the with the two different rolling systems, uh, rolling and taking the higher and rolling both and adding them together, which did you like more? I like the I like the first one. It was harder or less yeah. likely to succeed. But I've been playing a lot of OSRs lately. So, so maybe, I maybe, maybe I'm used to dying. Like, yeah. Feb likes to die. <laughs> it is fun. 
I think I think it would be like since you have like uh, such a wide array for like good or bad outcomes from like one, zero to nine, it seems like almost impossible to hit nine, right? Unless you, I guess, unless you get the the perfect cards, uh, you know, yeah, the I ones did, that get you plus two over and over again. Yeah, yeah, I did the math. That's uh, yeah, basically, you'd have to get like all the best cards and never fail. Uh, you could conceivably, I think, get 13 in a score uh, or higher. That's like the top, top tier. Uh, but yeah, so I was keeping track. So when you were doing it the first time, you succeeded half the time. Uh, and when you were adding them together, you succeeded 75% of the time. Hmm. So so maybe you could, maybe you could include them both and as like a, you know, an easier mode and a harder mode. Yeah. Like a, a really more realistic mode. Have you thought of a have you thought of like a a variant where you draw cards instead of using dice? That way you just use two deck of car- two decks of cards instead of any dice. I have not. Um I don't know. I mean I guess people might have two decks of cards. I don't know if that would be better. Um, I think I think if you if you treat the <clears throat> the face cards right, you could like introduce more variability in like the outcomes. In terms of like, you could have like more wild swings between like really low scores and really high scores. Yeah, well, I mean, conceivably, mm-hmm. you could all roll ones, and that would just yeah. be pretty terrible. Yeah. Or you could all roll sixes, uh, and then so that's yeah. I mean, I guess it really depends. I was I was doing math on it, uh, and I wrote it down somewhere with the with everyone rolling with a score of 16 everyone rolling a d6 like a 45 percent success rate and then adding the the extra die on top of that uh bumps it up some more Mm. so i'll have to i'll have to run some more numbers um including both of them might be a good idea yeah, I think that that you know most games have two like two or not most games, but a lot of games have alternate rules for yeah. easier and harder. Yeah, easy mode, yeah. hard mode. <laughs> uh, so of the of the two results things, where you role play and then you roll and then you role play the results, or you roll first, which did you think worked better? I think I liked rolling first and then role playing better. I think that's almost like an easy mode and a hard mode too, right? Like in terms of role playing though, because like if you're role playing and then you roll, you have you have to know where in the role play to stop to be the ideal time to roll, right? Yeah. So like some some groups like your group, like Ragnarok, if you're you're so experienced with fiasco, you could do the role play then roll then result thing like no problem. But I think a lot of people would be like would like the role to guide them in the role playing, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It it does it does kind of give you a uh, uh, direction of where the scene is going, and uh, yeah. I I, fi- I found it helpful. But yeah. I mean, like like Steve said, I think if you're if you are more experienced, you can you know wait to see what, what you know when the scene turns, and then roll then, and and then figure out the outcome. I mean, mm-hmm. then like with an experienced crew, it can be kind of nice because you kind of build up that. <laughs> that expectation, and then all of a sudden you roll, and you have to deal with the reality, you know? Right, so which right, is kind of interesting in and of itself. 
Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe give that give those like an actual phases like names. So like this is the this phase, this is the roll phase, this is the resolution phase, or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. That that would. Yeah. I I mean, I was just trying the two different uh, things. It it would only be one of those for the full game. Like when when you actually play it, it would just be one of those. Like it wouldn't switch in the middle. Well, I just switched to the middle now because I wanted to test. No, no, no we're testing. Uh, so which did you prefer, no. Feb? Um, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely liked them both. It, it was easier when you do the roll right up front, and it and the story tended to stick a little bit more with that. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think it was a detriment the other way either, to be honest with you, which I know isn't great feedback, but... I, 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 didn't have, I, yeah. okay. I didn't have particularly strong opinions on either way. Okay. Were you going to say something, Ryan? Um, I, I was going to say, I, I think maybe it would benefit from not necessarily a, a, a bigger, longer uh, character creation process, but maybe if you like made up some lists or some tables that people could roll on with just like random details about their characters just to you know, flesh them out a little bit more. Like I, I really did, did like rolling the D one ninety five on the, on the list of countries and, and picking, you know, finding out that I was from West Africa. Um, yeah. okay. I, I like, I like rollable tables that tell me things about my character in games like this. I did. I did add a note that uh, people should also <laughs> add to their character. Why they, uh, why they wanted to come to Mars, at least to give themselves a little more personality. Uh, and, also, what other areas you might specialize in? So, you you're also the you know the climatologist, and you also do geology and botany, or you know stuff like that. Right. Uh, so let's see. Random it it, it might more. the game the game might benefit from you sharing a little bit of your research and knowledge about um, you know potentially colonizing Mars. Uh, even like I said, in the in the form of like. Lists of things with details that people could pick out, or um... yeah, that, that that was actually another note I added to myself at the end that there should uh, <clears throat> the book needs to include like facts about Mars and Martian colonization, so you players can understand the you know what you're doing better. Right, like how there's no quicksand on Mars. I like there's no quicksand on Mars. <laughs> I, didn't want, I wasn't going to stop everything for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and maybe like um maybe maybe like some uh you know uh pre-cooked uh modules for the for the habitat to have uh e- even if it even if it is just like a, a list of things i think for for the habitat uh there, there would be so the start of the game would be like design your habitat and there's a list like this is what it has to have like there has to be you know, crew quarters and there has to be a bathroom and a, you know like a, a science area uh, so yeah, that, that would be a different, I just, you know, that doesn't really, everyone working together to draw a habitat doesn't yeah. really work yeah. a lot. Right. Um, I, I, I just felt that that was, that was the one thing that felt a little weak to me. I needed a little bit more to, you know, bite into in the beginning. But, what if, yeah. what if you had like a, what if you had like a, a table of skills that was like geology Climatology, and then each player like chose like two, say, and then on the cards. Well, then then you'd have a 
an issue where maybe multiple people could roll doubles on a certain card. But each card had like a certain a certain like like a couple skills that were applicable to it, right? Rather oh, than okay. the okay. Yeah, that's a that's a big change though. I, one of the things I'm going for is simplicity. Yeah, and I feel like that might. And make I like it that. I like. I like that it's simple. So yeah, I. I get what you're saying. So like, if you have geology, maybe you'd get plus one on whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Uh, I, I think I think flushing out the characters more in the beginning would help. Yeah, uh, especially for role playing stuff. Um, maybe some random tables to help with that for character traits or motivations or something like that, or both. Um, yeah, yeah okay. even even just, like, lists of evocative details. Like, one of the things I love about Apocalypse World is just picking up a blank character sheet and, like, circling a couple of, a couple of things that describe my character, and, and it kind of gives you a, a, a fast picture of, of who you're dealing with. Yeah. yeah, and they're and they're just like they're not they don't have any effect on gameplay or on gameplay. It's just like role playing. Yeah, cues. So yeah, that's that's a good idea. Um, so overall, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I had a lot okay. of fun. Would you would you play again? And would you buy it? Well, I mean, I'm As biased, so buy yeah. It right now. <clears throat> Uh, I think, yeah, I, I would pay. I would pay for that. I think when you actually go to like like sell it, the marketing you're gonna have to like think about marketing because I feel like a uh, feel like uh, a game about Mars, unless you market it right, is a tough sell. You know. Yeah, that's that's in the future. Oh, that's that's future Alex problem. Yeah. But I feel like a fiasco like game is a easier sell. So if you can like if you can rely on that, like, you know, the ease of like of like introduction to role playing and things like that. Yeah. I think that'd be good stuff to talk about. Yeah. I mean I'm not going quite for fiasco, like not quite so light a tone. I, but, I kinda uh, I compare it to like the a quiet year. It's 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 kind yeah. of like that too. I see that. I mean, so I, I mean, it has playing cards. I'm also going to make actual cards that so with mm-hmm. it, so you could download if you wanted to print out your own card, so they'd have all the prompts on them, draw them, and not have to consult the table. But if you don't want to print your own cards, then you could just use a standard deck of playing cards and be like, "Oh, it's a queen, and it's this thing." Yeah. Um, um, so were the prompts okay? Did that system? Did that system work? Yeah. Yeah, prompts are fine. Yeah. Okay. They sell. I I, I thought they were all really evocative and you know led to led to really good scenes. Yeah, yeah, you guys did great. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank well, you then, for creating uh, it. Thank you for playing it. Uh, I'm gonna tell Craig to get out of here. So uh, thanks again, everyone, for playtesting. Uh, anyone have any final will thoughts before we kick out? Uh, buzz.